Eskua Podcast, Quo Rosenberg, cracking in on another fantastic night. My boy Joey K coming in. Yo, AT, see my boy? That's me, Joey. Nice. Yo, get uh, it. Boom. Get it, Joey. Yo, you're in for it. Ah, oh, that's what get I'm it, talking Joey. about. Uh, Come on, dude. Uh, Let's do this. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg. Let's toast to this, my dude. Leave these beautiful green bottles. Mm. Heineken, the number one sponsor for the SQR Podcast, and we do drink responsibly. Let me tell you, we're cracking in tonight something epic. You saw what just happened. A life-changing podcast tonight, ladies and gentlemen. My boy, Joey K, Score Rosenberg, SQR Podcast. Stay tuned. You're in for a treat. One. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg, kicking in right now with my boy Joey K. Thank you so much for stopping into the house tonight, my dude. My privilege. Oh, Thank my you. God. That intro, that burpee, that sprawl. My dude, just right off the bat, people have no idea what's coming up right now. Every day's a holiday, babe. SQR Podcast, jewels right out the bat. I'm telling you right now, everybody who's watching this podcast, get your baskets ready. You know, and what I mean is get your mental baskets ready because I know how you are. I've known you for a while and I know what you're about to do. Escura podcast for Rosenberg. My boy Joey K is in the house, but you know how I normally start the show. I want to take this moment right now to big up every single soul that's in the house. Big shout out to my boy Manny holding things down on the camera. Of course, big shout out to my boy Lou. You know, super, super talented camera, you know, supervisor here. And I also want to take this moment to big up my boy Charles, the director extraordinaire, holding down the scene tonight on this one. Of course, my boy AT Jones in the back. Yo, AT, let them know what's going on back here, bro. Oh, man, we got a lot going on here at SQR Podcast. I hope y'all ready for everything. Joey in the house, man. <laughs> Yo, Joey in the house, man. Let's take it back to school, Yo, man. No, I, I like that. I like that. So as we get ready to crack into the podcast, you know, this moment is where we take this moment and big up our guest. Yeah. Joey Kleinberger, aka Joey K. Bong bong bong. Joey. And and you know I know he's I know you're being extremely modest right now you know as 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 I get ready to crack into this you know could you just let people know what the resume looks like? So right out of high school I went in the Navy, uh, went through SEAL training, basic underwater demolition SEAL training, um, completed that in March of 1990, got out of the Navy, was a bartender for several years, top of my craft on that, took multiple orders. Always memorized orders, always tried to be the, the nice. highest of my craft there. Segwayed into sales, was a mortgage rep for 20 years in sales, residential home financing. And then after that, just recently, took a big right turn in life and uh, got into personal training full time. All right, so what, what, what we, just, we just came the surface there at a rapid speed right there. <laughs> what we do at this podcast, we slow everything down and go through all of that. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat tonight. Joey. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence. My privilege. Thank you. And I'm honored. I, I want, because you're going to be such an inspirational powwow. Could you please share your social media um, contacts and your handle so people can know how to find you and where they can tap into your services? Absolutely. So on Facebook, uh, I'm Joey Keto, K-E-T-O. And on Instagram, it's Joey underscore Keto, K-E-T-O underscore fit fit joey keto fit bong all right so i wanted to get that out because there's going to be so much to discuss as we stroll through the life of joey k and i want people to realize that at the beginning we gave you the real jewel catch that contact information because you're going to need it so let's tap into this 
Joey, where are you from originally? Collingswood, uh, New Jersey, South Jersey, outside Philadelphia. No way. <laughs> South Jersey boy? Yes, sir. <laughs> what was the family makeup like? Uh, it's just my mom and I and my dad, um, no brothers or sisters. The only child? Yes, sir. Sport, right? Uh, I was. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was. I was. I was. Uh, sheltered, too. Sheltered. Why? Uh, my folks split when I was six, so I lived with my mom, and uh, she was very protective, very sheltered. I was a quiet kid, really quiet. That, no, <laughs> none of that makes sense right there. I'm telling you, it was. Absolute so let's so at six yep. mom and dad split yep you're living with mom solo so yep. mom's the breadwinner you're the only child what was it did you make friends in the in the neighborhood where you lived or was it just i did uh it was hard though you know uh, without dad living there i'd see him on weekends you know we'd I'd see oh, so him you had a relationship couple, i did i did i'm still strong with him today oh nice um but it was tough i mean 1976 I'm six years old, nobody else in that town was divorced. It was like everybody there had two parents except me. I was that kid. And we struggled financially, man. We were one step from poor. Just thrift stores shopping out. Mom said when I was a little older, oh, you want those kicks? Go out and get a job and pay for them. So I had to learn at a young age, go work for what you want. When you were spending time with, um, you know, after the split, and I'm just trying to be granular as we walk through this, you know, because it's so ironic that you're saying that you had such a sheltered life and you were so quiet <laughs> because knowing you now, I yeah. can only imagine the transformation that you must have went through to yeah. put yourself outside of that comfort zone. But at that age, as you were, you know, being shared with mom and dad, did you find that there was a favoritism being played to either get to, 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 to gain your affection? Oh, absolutely. I mean, weekends with dad were fun. And then mom had to like rein me in when I got home. She'd be like, take a shower. We need you eating healthy food again. Mom, mom was always healthy, macrobiotic, vegetarian, uh, you know, strict rules. Dad would let me eat Entenmann's cake, sugar, free for all, spill something on the carpet, clean it up the next day. And it was crazy, bro. You know, let's just take this moment and big up both mom and dad. What's yep. mom's name? Linda Bertolino. Let's toast to Linda Bertolino. Thank you. Boom. And you know what's so funny, Joey? On this podcast, the reason why we take this moment to take these breaks is when you go back and realize those are the catalysts yep. for you being here. So let's not disrespect. What's dad's name? The same, Joseph Kleinberger Jr. Joe, big up Joey, Joey Senior. Joey, Joey K. Yeah, big up Joey, <laughs> Joey K. Senior. Thank you. Amazing. So dad spoiled you. Mom said no. Back on this diet. Yep. Living clean, eating clean. Yep. Didn't going, want to as a kid. I can only imagine. My, so, so going to school, what was, what was that whole transition into school like? Oh, it was brutal. Nope. I mean, we moved around a lot. Um, you know, I was always the new kid. I made friends, but then we'd move. So, uh, you know, coming into high school, I went to three schools in four years. Yeah, a lot of moving around. Uh, you know, a lot of not getting, you know, solid ground under my feet. So it was tough. It was tough. Is there... Is there, looking back retrospectively, those transition, did you feel like there was a process that you had to go every time you started making a new school? And did you learn something from that? Hindsight, of course. At the time, no. You're thinking, my God, I'm 16, my life is over, I lost my friends, this, that, and the other. But hindsight, I take a nice macro, 30,000 foot look in now, and it, it all prepared me for who I am today. True. 
Yeah. True, because your confidence is through the roof. <laughs> I mean, to go in a command room the way you do, because you know, as a as a, you know, a, your fellow trainer that I work with, I, I and you inspired me to step up my game. Thank you. So to, to know that you were so shy from the get go, moved around, and had to gain your foot every time. Yep. The resourcefulness. Is there anything that if you could look back on those times, because you, when did it become a little bit more stationary, more settled? Uh, it didn't, I mean, I, right through high school. So my mom remarried, I moved to Boston. It didn't work out up there. I moved back with my dad and stepmom junior year. And then senior year, I went in the Navy right out of high school. Okay, slow up, slow up, slow up. That, that was, that was, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so mom remarried. Yep. Moved to Boston. Yep. You were 16, 17? 16. What was that transition like? It was tough. It was tough. Tough for all of us. Because there was a strain with 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 me and, and her new husband, and then of course yeah, I wanted to, what, what was that like? It put a strain. Well, he never had any children, so here's this 16 year old transplanted into his life. Tough for anybody, you know. I mean, certainly at 16 you think you know everything, and now I look back and I mean, come on, I was a, a 16 year old kid trying to figure life out, you know, on the fly. So it was tough. It was tough for all of us. Mm. You know, mom was contemplating well if, if you move back to Jersey do you want me to move back and that would have upset her current marriage so I just pulled the plug on it and I moved back with my dad and stepmom and they were gracious enough to take me in so what, what I got from that conversation is you put your mom first yes I salute that <laughs> no because here's the deal retrospectively looking from here it makes sense yeah but at that age you're like no mom this guy's an a-hole Screw this. Let's go back to Jersey. Let's go back to what we know. Couldn't do the tour. I had a year and a half left of high school. She's got her whole life. Wow. Knowing you as a friend, I mean, I can see exactly how you, you were, you know, I, was, was, I want to go back for a little bit when we, when we, when we come back from this break. Because yeah. I want to realize, considering what the tumultuous journey yeah. up to that point, why were you so grounded in your decision making, especially at that age? All right, Eskira Podcast, Core Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. We're taking this stroll because when we get to where he is and what he's doing right now, you're gonna be like, no friggin' way. Stay tuned, stay one. Joey K, Eskira Podcast. What do you think? I love it. You tell me. Yes. Yeah, All right. We're trying to hit him in the mouth, man. <laughs> I love it. It's my style. Double barrel, man. Seriously, I love it. Are you kidding me? You guys don't play around, man. Uh, Half ass doesn't live here. Remember that. All it, in it or has all out. No room. Right? Thank has you. No room. No space. You guys are back at SQR Podcast. I'm AT. Yo, this squirrel up in the house. We got my boy Joey. Yo, we're listening to an amazing story. Bum. Yo, squirrel, take it back, man. You yo, ready? Yo, SQR Podcast, my boy. Thank you so much, AT. Yeah, you already know. Yo, back there holding us out on the sounds as we crack back into the second segment of this phenomenal podcast. And I was I was meticulous in taking it slow, you know, because people can't understand the confidence and the complete reinvented joey that's sitting here right now coming from what you just shared from where you started shy reserved you know but also putting others first from the get-go always where do you think that came from 
my mom and grandma. And That's what and I wanted to get into. Yep. What What was about it? What, what 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 was a, What was What character that you saw in grandma that you were like, yeah, I want to duplicate that. I was fortunate that she lived in the same town, so in Collingswood, in South Jersey, so I'd see her a lot. Uh, mom raised me working multiple jobs. I spent a lot of time with she baby grandma babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> I got spoiled, you know. She she always had uh, lots of good eats, lots of good treats. Um, but she was she was sweet and kind, but very sensible. She wasn't a doormat, you know. She was tough, but she always made time to make you feel special. And I just wanted to emulate that, you know. Put others first. And I, I, I looked at how she lived, like she would make others feel special, but still live her own life. She took care of herself. Mm. And again, it took me many years down the road until recent memory to finally figure that out. But I, I think that was the work in progress was I always wanted to make other people feel better about themselves because that made me feel good about myself. A jewel right there, right off the bat. That's a jewel in itself. And such an organic jewel. Because in today's world, it's all about self. Do for you. Right. build you up but people don't understand what you do for others you feel so much better absolutely it's your podcast Scott Rosenberg and it's one of the fun things I like being around you because you are so aware not only of the physical now but your entire presence and you know big shout out to grandma for not knowing that she was even implementing that into you yeah so now you come back to Jersey living with dad and stepmom yep what would that transition like back for you because you know you're back in high school to finish the last year no a uh, year and a half so the, the icing on the cake, the hot sauce here is my stepmom has two children. So my dad adopted them. What's the ages? At that time, I am 17. My sister Lisa is 14. My brother David is 12. And we're <laughs> cats and dogs, kid. I mean, it's, it's fighting every day. I oh. mean, brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Yo. Why? It was rough. I mean, I'm transplanted in there. They're already fighting because they're siblings. And here I am. I'm the step-sibling trying to make it work, trying to figure it out. Three years at that age, forget it. You know, it's a, t it's a different time. So it was tough. Mm. You know, it was tough for all of us. So out of the frying pan into the fire. Yep. By choice. How do you finish up high school? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, grades okay. College prep courses, didn't go to class. You know, I, I aced the, the test, didn't do the homework. How was the social attitude and, and interaction in high school? Good. All decent, right. decent kids. Decent All right. kids. So because I know you're so fit conscious, you know, I'm going to ask these little anecdotes from now. Yep. What was the habits, eating habits, workout habits like back then? Horrible. Uh, I did cross country because I like to run. Okay. Um, I dabbled in martial arts a little bit just because, well, let's see, every kid that saw Rocky, a Van yeah, Damme movie, the yeah, 80s, yeah. you know, I'm an 80s kid, yeah. so wanted to get into that, Rambo, um, got into martial arts a little bit, but never serious, diet, horrible, okay. I mean, I wasn't serious at all. So you weren't like an overweight kid in high school? Or? No, skinny kid, always skinny. All right, cool. Always skinny. So, finish high school. Yep. What's the next move? Senior year, dad says, well... You're going to have to start paying rent. My grades were not good enough to go to school, so I had a choice to become a townie in South Jersey or go in the military. Slow down. What's a townie? Townie is somebody that never leaves. You just get a job in your hometown, live your life, and, and for some people that's cool. I aspired for more. The other option, join the, join the Navy. I uh, went in the Navy. 
my my uncle was in the navy he was on um uh works with helicopters and he's the one that first alluded about what the seals were 1988 there's no movies there's no dvds no books out i mean people knew about him a little bit from the work they did in the mekong delta in vietnam but very hush hush you know, yeah but of course i mean you're talking about navy seals right Okay, let me just slow this down real quick because you're not going to sneak this one by me, bro. <laughs> the average kid coming, of, uh, coming out of high school are given the option to be comfortable and you want to go into the most challenging part of the Navy, which is become a Navy SEAL. I did. And this is based on a conversation you had with your uncle. It was. My uncle John brought me to the recruiter. I looked at these guys. They were larger than life. Again, Akin to the Rambo, the one-man wrecking crews, the the force feed, the Arnold Schwarzenegger commando. Everybody thinks this I would have signed up too. Yeah, I would have. But that's up what too. you think, special forces. I didn't want to do that because I, I'm a skinny kid. I was like, I can't do that. These guys are larger than life. The thing that hooked me was it's SEAL teams. It's a team unit. So yes, each individual has to go above and beyond, but it's a unit. You depend on your brother and vice versa. So I love the unity that, again, you could work with other people, you could make their lives better, and then hopefully help other people while you're doing it. What was mom's perspective on joining this? <laughs> she said no. And I was 17, and she would not sign. She wasn't going to do it. And you know why I asked you that question, right? Yeah. Because there's no way mom being this protective, no. you know, like, no she way I'm going to let you. <laughs> she wasn't having it. How did you get her to sign? I told her if she didn't sign, I was going to wait till I'm 18. I'll never talk to her again. You draw the line in the sand. I did. She cried and signed. Escrow podcast for Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. Wow. And one of the things I love about this podcast, you know, is getting back to these, these, these little moments. <laughs> because it's amazing to hear your journey to right now. I'm going to take a quick break. I want to come back. I want to pick up from... The first day when you landed at the base for Navy SEAL training. All right? SQR Podcast called Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. This stroll might be a six hour stroll because it's gonna be interesting. Stay tuned. One. Boom. SQR Podcast called Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. And I'm sure. For everybody that know you, they're gonna be like, "Holy crap! I never knew that about my boy." You know, when they when they, when they hear this 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 journey, and that's why you know I was inspired to be involved in this podcast. Not only because we have talented people around us to help get the story out there, but you take me on a journey through your life, and I'm like, dude, I know this guy, and I never knew that before. So, left off where it was ultimatum made to mom about signing to get you into the Navy SEALs special team. You, your base, where was it located? The first, when you left home and we're going to the base, where was that base? First base was boot camp, Great Lakes, Illinois. And that's right out of high school. So straight from Jersey yep. to Great Lakes, Illinois. Flew in. Yep. Gets off the plane. What are you feeling? Clueless. <laughs> head shaving party, uh, you know. A head shaving. They shave you up, they throw the clothes at you, 
88 bunks, you're thrown in a general bay with a bunch of dudes you've never met before, and 20% of them have never even been away from home, ever, even on like an overnight sleepaway. It's crazy. Crazy, bro. What? And this is just basic. Navy boot camp is not intense. It's not Army. It's not Marines. But still, for some of these cats that were like, oh, I'll just go get my check, three hots and a cot. No, man. They weren't for a rude awakening. It was crazy. The minute you walked into the barracks yep. and got that treatment, did you ever say, screw this, I, I'm not built for this? Never. I had goals way bigger than getting through that eight weeks, way bigger than going through my A school. It was buds or bust. It's your podcast called Rosenberg. My boy just dropped a jewel. Could you say that again, please? It was buds or bust. That's what I'm talking about. And what I like, what you, what I got from what you just said, you said your dreams were bigger than those eight weeks of trial. Your dreams were bigger than what it took to get to. Wow. So let's let's slow this down. So now you're in this barracks. Yep. Bunch of guys. Everybody's excited, I'm sure. Sure. Big, bad, everybody's, I'm going to make this. Oh, I mean, different different ethnicities, different north, south, east, west, all different colors on the wheel. But everybody's clueless as to what's coming, for sure. What time of the year was this? It was uh, September, and I got out in November. So, because when you say Illinois, there's a, there's a type of cold that oh, yeah. comes down from that north. Chilly woo. <laughs> chilly woo bro that's what we called it okay all right cool you see one of the things i'm very proficient at is 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 watching a lot of military channel yep so we're gonna have fun with this <laughs> so now you're telling me your first impact what was the first thing that had you do I mean, they come in the first morning, banging trash cans, throwing stuff around, waking us up at zero, dark 30, whatever time, 3.30, and people are crying, people are running, and I'm just like, bring it. I got, I got bigger fish to fry than this. Were you prepared the night before you went to bed? Did you have like some boots and your stuff ready to go? So we were you... prepared. They dump it out all in the middle of the floor and, and just throw your stuff helter-skelter all over the place, so you, you deal with it. And it's chaos, and they want to see how you perform under stressful conditions. I mean, the reality is, if you're in a controlled environment and you can't handle that, how can you be out on a ship? How can you be in combat? How can you be in any kind of a, a tougher theater when you can't handle getting your thumbs pressed a little bit? That's what they do. So the, they come in, bang, 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 everybody wake up. Your first routine is it run 10 miles. What was it? Oh, man, no, not even close. It was stand on the line. People are shivering. They're like, you know, where are you from? Fuck stick. They start cursing you out. Collingswood, New Jersey. Ah, that's all steers and queers. I mean, the same lines. They get everybody with that stuff. Officer and a gentleman, you know, it's like they regurgitate the same lines. Mm -hmm. Some guys laugh, then they have to do push-ups, then you laugh at that. I mean, everybody's a screw-up. You know, we're all civilians, and yet now we have to be military. I wasn't prepared. I was dropped for as many push-ups as everybody. And then they try to break you, and then I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because BUDS is the ultimate breaking for everybody. What's BUDS? Basically, what are the... Basic underwater demolition seal training. That's Basic seal training. underwater demolition seal training. Buds. All right. So you go through your, you know, your stress. You know, they make fun of you. They line you up. Boom. Your regular routine. Your typical day. Give me your typical day before you got to buds. I mean, you get up. You're shining your shoes. You go into classes. You're wearing navy dungarees. Real sexy outfit. I mean, <laughs> women dig it. You know, I was. They were picking me up left and right. 
So you're out there, and again, you've got one common goal to get through this. Everybody then goes to a ship. I didn't want to go to a ship. I wanted to go, again, it was, it was the teams or nothing. So we have to choose an Operation A school, which is a vocation that's going to be something that buds will let you in. But before that, you have to take the tests. So there's, I don't know, in my company, there's a thousand Navy guys, call it, round number, 1,200, 900, somewhere around there. 26 of us went to try out for buds. So again, it's a, it's a specific unit. Not everybody wants to be in the teams unless even make it. It's a very high, you know, washout rate, special forces, special operations. So 26 of us took the test, two of us passed. Slow down. The test was first uh, a, a, a written test. Physical. Okay, let's go back, son, let's go back. So now very it makes- Very basic. No way. Very basic. I mean, this is to see if you can dip your toes in the water and they even want to take a look at you. This isn't you're anything special. You're still worthless, but at least they're worthless to worth to take a look at in their eyes. What was that workout like? 500-yard swim had to be breast and or side stroke. You have to be combat. You can't break the surface, so you have to swim under the water. You have to do it at a certain time. You get out. You have a couple minutes to put on your clothes. You have to do 50 push-ups chest touched the ground, not your belt buckle. How do I know? My belt buckle hit eight in a row, and the SEAL instructor looked at me and said, when you stop hitting your belt buckle, I'm gonna start counting your push-ups. And my eyes got wide, because I hadn't done one yet. And I'm, my heart's racing, <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, I got this, and now all of a sudden, I have an oh shit moment, because now I gotta start, I'm a little kid, I gotta stick in my no chest out, yeah. and start banging out push-ups. Push-ups, then knock at the pull-ups, then sit-ups, then you put the boots on, you run a mile and a half, and you gotta do it in, I think it was 11 and a half minutes, I did it in 9.30, and out of 26 of us, two of us pass. Salute, my dude. Let's lift these green bottles up <laughs> to that. And that was nothing. That was just for them to take a look and see, we'll give you a pass. Come on out here and see if you got the stuff. During that entire time, up to that moment, thought about quitting. You always think about quitting, but to me it wasn't an option. I had nothing to go back to. I didn't have a girlfriend, no wife, no, okay, if I go back, I've got a cozy family business. We didn't come from money. It was this, man. It was this or ship me back in a bag. You passed that test. Yep. You're now looked at by the Buds guys. What's the first training like for Buds? When I got the buds, the first day, we check in, we got our uniforms, we're in Coronado, California, it's outside San Diego. Oh, beautiful, oh! Forget what, what still, month of the year that is, that's gotta be gorgeous still weather. Still the best place on earth. December, you're walking around in shorts and sandals, 70 degrees, loving life, gorgeous. You get there, everybody thinking, triathletes, bodybuilders, I'm fit, this, that, a lot of egos, that gets checked real quick. First day I see a guy up on the 20 foot rope climb, slide down, four layers of skin ripped off his hands, had to get shipped out, quit, couldn't hack it. And I'm like, this is what I'm up against. We haven't started. This is the warm-ups to the warm-up before buds. And I'm thinking, what the F have I got myself into? Wow. Escure podcast, Square Rosenberg. Here's what's so funny about this, this whole journey. Because as you tell me this, I'm actually living it with you. I'm walking <laughs> into that, that, that space, looking up, and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. 
And through that moment, not quitting at once. Here's the irony. A lot of guys might say they're too tough for this. I was too scared to quit. SQR podcast called Rosenberg. Another jewel. Drop that again, please. <laughs> please. I was too scared to quit. And it's all mental. It is. They, again, skinny kid, small, never athletic. I went there. The words I'll never forget are, you give us your hearts and we'll take care of your bodies. And when they said that, I said, I'm in. You take care of our hearts. Give us your hearts. We'll take care of your bodies. My heart never quit. Fire in the belly. If you bring that, you can do anything. And I still carry that torch to this day. Ask your podcast called Rosenberg. My boy, Joey K. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. And we're going to go through another. I'm going to add another segment to this. <laughs> because I'm dissecting this. Ask your podcast. My boy, Joey K. Stay tuned. One. <clears throat> It's real. Yeah, when, no, when, when you're like, oh, this dude it. just slide off the rope and I'm still want to go through. Are you fucking kidding me? My dude, the minute you shave my head, I'm out. <laughs> you look good with a shave dome. Come I know. Ask your podcast called Rosenberg. As you know, we've been, we've been being detailed through that experience with the Navy SEAL thing because as I was telling you behind the scenes, I wanted to be able to have people walk with us through those uh, those moments and saw how many screw this i quit experiences or points that you could have said yeah enough <laughs> a lot <laughs> every minute every day sometimes you skip a couple days it's always there though they give you a bell that you can ring three times anytime all you do is voluntary in you voluntary out ring the bell three times Get a warm blanket, get a new job. You'll never have to get wet and sandy again. Never have to suffer. What if I rang it once? They're going to get pissed off. <laughs> They're going to make you <laughs> ring it two more times. Or you're going to go through five and a half more months of hell if you, if you don't ring. All right. So, I, I, okay. So, we, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, though. I, come on, dude. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Ding. Yeah. Right, I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking. Yeah. Because it's like me. You know, I can't tell me to not press that button. Anyway, so. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I want to kind of speed up through this this process, but I know that that Bud's process, and, I, I want, and the reason I'm de being detailed is the curing that you go through yeah. has to be an advantage now, yeah. considering what you're doing. So before I leave this Bud's trends, this Bud's experience, share with me your most challenging <laughs> experience during that process that made you really go, damn it, why am I doing this? I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna one up you, not by choice, by chance. Thanks. So Hell Week is arguably the most difficult training in the free world. Heard about it. Forget about the US military. It's it's arguably up there with anything. Five days no sleep. Let me say it again. Five days no sleep. It's real. The instructors come in every eight hours. They're fresh. They go back to their wives, their dogs. They're eating. They're sleeping. They come in. They're pissed off. And they drop the hammer on you. And then you're wet and sandy. And then they're checking the water temp to make sure you're not getting hypothermia. And then they put you in a sauna. 
and then you warm up, and then they take it back in that water again. And guys, grown men are crying and running for the. What bell. are you doing in the water? Sitting, freezing, thinking about life's choices. Why am I here? What am I doing? Can't even put into a scope of how mentally ripping it is. The cold, wet, and miserable will break down any human. Oh, period. Yeah. Oh yeah. Period. Some of those miserable moments I've had were wet, sandy, and cold, shivering uncontrollably, wondering what I'm doing. Oh, and the good news is I got three more days of this. And it was literally hell. And the instructors know all the buttons to push. They're offering you warm blankets, fires, this, that. They'll thaw you out. They hammer you some more. So hell week, it just breaks you down. Everybody breaks down. But once you're past that third day, you've been up for three days. Now it's just autopilot. You're just saying, you've already broken me down. The, the quitters have quit. We're going to get through this. So I prayed to God the day of Hell Week. I said, just let me stay healthy. I thought it was selfish to say, let me make it through this. If it's not in God's plan, it's not up to me. But I said, let me stay healthy. And I stayed healthy and I made it through. My will never broke. Wow. So that was challenging. But to me, the harder part, I made it through. 22 of the 26 weeks, seven mile swim, all dive phase. I'm breaking it through. 14 mile runs coming up in boots. And I got rolled back for bronchitis. I was coughing up blood. And the corpsman saw me getting out of the three mile swim. And he said, You're coughing up blood. Come to my office. And I knew they're going to roll me back, which means I got to do seven weeks all over again of last dive phase. And I'm crying. And I'm coughing up blood. And he takes a stethoscope to my back and I hear a rattle <laughs> as I breathe. And he's like, you're not going anywhere. And I'm bawling because I, I don't know if I can do this again, man. Seven more weeks of this, it killed me. So I call my mother, who of course was sheltering still. Nothing's changed, Linda's still Linda. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget these words. And she says, if you don't make it, I'll still love you. And I hung up on her. That's not what I needed to hear. Mm. I needed to hear, you're going to fucking make it through this training. You've made it this far. There's nothing going to stop you but you. I didn't need to hear that. I don't know. And this is 1989, man. There's no cell phones. There's no emails. I didn't talk to her for a couple weeks. It's a pay phone. I slammed the phone down. And I got my shit right. And I made it through. So you did it seven weeks again. Had to. And these instructors killed me. So you Every did 14 day. weeks to get through the last half of this bus yep. process. Had to do the seven-mile swim all over again. The instructors know you. You're a roll, a retread. You're a rollback, which means they are going to make your life extra miserable. Every time the class wasn't doing push-ups together, they called me Scumburger, Kleinberger. I didn't have that name anymore. <laughs> hey, Scumburger's not doing push-ups. Everyone starts yelling at me, go get wet and sandy for Kleinberger. I was the goat, and they just hammered me. And I embraced it. I was like, you can't do anything worse to me than you've already done. Escura Podcast, Gore Rosenberg, another jewel. <laughs> Through all of that bullshit, another jewel. They couldn't do enough. Oh, my God. That's amazing, bro. It's true in life for all of us. So now, and what's so funny is as I sat back and in, 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 in followed you through that, I remember I, I felt the cold. I felt the frustration. But now that you navigated the water... Yep. Let me ask you this. What was graduation like? Besides the first time I had my mom and dad together again in years, <laughs> which was crazy. 
Um, and I looked at them sitting in the audience and I, I couldn't believe, I said, how are these two people ever married? Two totally different souls. So, I mean, the, the fact that they were in love and they had me was great, but I looked and I said, they're better off remarried respectively and, and they are, and, and, and they're both happier today, separate and yeah. it's great. Uh, it, it was, it was liberating. It was the first thing I've ever done that I've been proud of. Skinny kid, crappy grades, not athletic, moved around a lot, transient, but I killed that shit and I owned it. Toast to that, my dude. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Ask your podcast for Rosenberg. Now that I've heard all the ingredients that went into this stew that is Joey K, it makes total sense why you are who you are. That's what changed me. Because a lot of people, you know, we go through our daily lives and we go, my God, my day just killed me. <laughs> Shut the hell up. We don't do that. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, go sit into this cold pond. Right. You know what I mean? My God, dude, wow. I salute you. Thank you. Not necessary, but thank you. No, I salute you. Thank so you. now you transition out of buds. What was your first mission? Did you go on a mission? Did you actually put those skills to use? We, we, I, I was deployed to SEAL Team 4, and uh, it, was, it was incredible. I mean, like, it was, again, I was the only kid under 25 in the platoon. I was 19. So hanging out with dudes that were 28, 30, they make you grow up real fast. You mm. know, again, I was immature because even though, again, we talked about fitness, I was in shape, but I drank a lot, I ate garbage. I wasn't serious about my whole fitness routine. You know, so I was in shape because I was young yeah. and I didn't know any better. I had the right genes, of course. And I just, I, I pushed the envelope because buds made me realize I could do anything. So it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. What was your first country of... Um did you, did, when you, did you have to go to like another country too? We, we were um, based out of Virginia Beach and deployments went to uh, Central and South America. Oh, nice. So you were down there in the Guatemala it was, and, it was and, interesting. in the bush. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> it was cool. Thank you. Wow. Wow. So I'm trying to figure out the transition from that experience yep. into civilian life. Yep. When did you leave that? Uh, 1993. Um, you know, I, I mean, listen, I salute anybody that, that does the 20 year, you know, to each their own. I think it's great. Uh, it wasn't for me and, and no, no harm, no foul. I, I, part of me hindsight says the life lessons I took out of that were more applicable now than I think I would have appreciated even at 23, 24 years old. Um, I got out and, and floundered around. I bartended, I partied, I didn't really take life seriously for several years. Wow. Maybe because I've always been under that structure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What was I, that? What was that free moment like? Oh, I took advantage of it big time. I mean, <laughs> a lot of drinking. Um, you know, just being irresponsible. You know, I was, I was certainly, in my opinion, not the best human, and certainly not responsible for many years. Um, but I, I, I don't beat myself about it now. But I did a lot of self-deprecation then. Self-esteem for me has always been a challenge. Mm, too just, much. Too much or too little. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. That's very interesting because when you say that, knowing you, that just doesn't really make sense. That's like, that's like an oxymoron. Yeah. But too much. Yeah. SQR Podcast, Gore Rosenberg. Um, I, I, I want to, to transition and do a quick skip and a hop to where we are right now. My favorite time. 
What's going on, Joey? <laughs> Too much to talk about. I, uh, I did mortgages for about 20 years. I was in sales. Loved it. Financially did well. Um, but I didn't take care of myself mentally, spiritually, definitely physically. Um, let myself go. And, and again, let myself go relatively. You know, I was about 185, 189 respectively, which for my small frame was a lot. And I got to the point where I just said enough's enough. And I can tell you the day, the spot, it was a Walgreens. I saw a men's health magazine that said, do you want to get to 7% body fat? And I yelled out loud, yes, I do. Hand to God. This was August of three and a half years ago. Opened the magazine. Talked about the ketogenic diet. Never heard of it. Oh, LeBron James does it. Well, he's carved out of iron, so if it works for him, I know I can do anything because Bud's trained me for that. I went home, threw out everything with sugar in my house, got a vegetable spiralizer. My wife comes home from cutting hair and says, what the hell's going on here? Because I didn't tell her. And I'm slinging up zucchini for pasta <laughs> because I'm done with carbs. And it changed my life. Drop the mic, period. Things will never go back the same. No carbs. Minimal. Vegetables only. No meat. Meat is good. Meat, salads, fats, moderate protein, no pasta, no sugars, no breads, no cereals, no rice, no fun. But you know Dude. what? Gave me a shot in the arm. Made me the person I am today. So the catalyst yep. for that aha moment is that magazine. Period. Yep. What's so funny is, Joey, you know, everybody could have seen that magazine, yelled yes, and kept it moving. Of course. You bought the mag, went home, and started preparing the diet that day. Had to. Half-ass doesn't live here. All in or all out. Escura Podcast, Core Rosenberg, another jewel being dropped. Pow, pow, pow. Could you say that <laughs> again, son? Half-ass. Half-ass does not live here. All in or all out. How long have you been doing this? Um, funny loaded question. Three and a half years up until about three months ago. Escura Podcast, Core Rosenberg. Listen, we want to take a quick break. We usually have four breaks on this podcast, but you realize why I got to do one more just for, the, just for the people. One more. We're going to take a break, come back. I want to just tap in real quickly from the diet change because that seems that's when the health thing came in. And then I want people to understand what you're doing now with the Tough mutters, And you're still pushing yourself. However, we all know why he's able to do that. Why? Because you did that initially through Buds. Yeah. your Podcast, Core Rosenberg, my boy, Joey K. Stay tuned. We're in for a treat. We wrap up the fifth segment. We have to do this. He's that nice. One. Oh, my God, dude. That was fucking amazing. You're amazing. All right, can we get this? Can we, can, can we get this in quick? Thank you, bro. Thank you. I love you, kid. I don't know about you, but I'm having a blast. <laughs> this is fun for me. I mean, I feel like I'm not doing anything. I'm just <laughs> hanging out. Did, did, did you did you uh, did, did you realize that because it looked like when I asked you about the grandmother and I went back like you jerked a certain she just passed away last year so it, oh, oh yeah okay okay thank you okay. no I love her I, I, I love to talk about her <laughs>
Okay. Means a lot. Thank you. So you're welcome. No, you're welcome. You. Which is without even knowing that, that's yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, that's big. She was amazing. And I had a close, right to the end, close relationship. So I didn't. When she left, I didn't feel like I didn't get to say anything. Yeah, nothing. Good. Nothing. That I wasn't needed, said. Yeah, it needed to I be said. I had such a great relationship with her. I oh. saw her two months before. Like we always talked. We always hung out. Oh, that's I big. was spoiled, you know. Like I saw her all the time, even as an adult. So yeah, we had a super tight relationship. Oh, big, yeah, big. Thank big. you. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Escura podcast for Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. We had to, you know, squeezing an extra slice of this pie <laughs> because it's that entertaining. Thank it's you. that inspiring thank you and it's that educational no i'm uh, it's 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 been a, a powwow literally just sitting across from you and we have to get to this other segment because i really understand or i really understood why you are determined and you're humanly capable of doing what you do right now in your fitness area so we dro- we left off where the magazine out of the pharmacy motivated you to change your life and you took action immediately. Yep. Go home, boom, started on the diet and felt the difference. Immediately. Expound on that. One month, lost 38 pounds, ketogenic, high fat, moderate protein, low carbs, carbs, salads only, basically, vegetables. So what's your typical, give me a, a quick rundown of your typical, on the keto diet, what's yep. your typical daily intake, breakfast, what's your breakfast? Breakfast, and again, it's a little different now because I'm racing, but for three and a half years, it was keto coffee, bulletproof coffee, two tablespoons of grass-fed butter, curry gold butter, one tablespoon of MCT oil in a black coffee, and I blend it and drink it. Butter? That whole shebang, you yep. blend and drink. 400 calories of fat, that's it, and caffeine. And I got energy for days. Wow. Mental faculties, razor sharp, clicking on all cylinders. Wow. <laughs> you did that consistently for three years. Still do. Every day. Don't go without it. In fact, you'll know if I don't go without it because I'm a little sideways. <laughs> <laughs> It's your podcast, Court Rosenberg. Yo, it's so. And what's so funny is the dedication to the um the regiment is what I'm. But yep. of course, you're coming from the the buds air. I keep now. I have a reference point to bounce back to. Yep. So now, you see the results, the weight loss. Yep. When did the fitness, personal fitness? No, no, let, no. Let's let's go back. When did the tough mother challenges and those races that really are a mental mind fuck when did that come into play these three triangulate and are, are intertwined for the rest of my life keto cko and ocr obstacle course racing within a two-month period i started all three of these and it changed my life and i'll never go back i did the cko i did the workout and the kickboxing the cardio 
along with the weight loss, so it kept me energetic, kept me moving seven days a week. I couldn't get enough. I was doing hitting the bag. I was doing the, the calisthenics. My, my energy was for days, and I decided to do a Spartan race, and I did my first Spartan race was Killington in Vermont, and it was the beast. It was 15 miles, and the thing knocked me sideways. I mean, it was crazy, bro, crazy. But the linchpin to that race was I've been through Hell Week. I've been through Bud's. This is my dude. A cup of coffee. See, now that I know the whole buds experience, nothing you say means crap to me. <laughs> For real. I mean, what what else? I mean, unless I'm gonna drive over you with a truck. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on, because the, the buds thing really. However, let's just go back. Let's just go back and 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 and, and show how this applies. Yep. Score Rosenberg is about to drop a jewel on Score Rosenberg podcast or the SQR podcast. Because here's what I just got from this. When you go through some shit in your life that you tell yourself you can overcome, nothing, anything else, it's, it's, it's like feathers. Come on, Joey, think about it. What you conquered in buds, the way you conquered it, considering that physically you weren't built for that. No. Then everything in your life, both physical, mental, spiritual, because yep. that's what you had to tap into to survive buds. Yep. So maybe we should stop complaining because we go through our all different version of buds bro yep frame of reference what you think is challenging can be challenging when your frame of reference is i can handle so much more the day-to-day -day is just the day-to-day -day. it's tough if nobody's dying nobody's ill you're not foreclosed you're not kicked out you're not homeless it's just stuff money's money it comes it goes friends you fight you argue uh, issues at work it's a job but when you pick your frame of reference and you say i am willing and capable of doing so much more you push that envelope and you raise the ceiling you set the ceiling for your own limits another jewel being dropped on sqr podcast so joey you're now a cko trainer yep working in multiple gyms and we got to do something about that live if we could, please. You're, you're working in multiple gyms. You are involved in a CrossFit. Push your body to the limit. Super ninja workout. <laughs> yes. Every day. Share people what you're, what you're all about. I'm a trainer at CKO in Clifton. And I'm also a coach at MST CrossFit, Mud, Sweat, and Tears, which is... CrossFit and obstacle training, Spartan certified. So we train people for obstacle racing. Um, basically, we take people anywhere from off the couch to Spartan, as the saying goes, get you ready for your first obstacle race. Um, take it to a sprint, a three-mile run, get them bodyweight squats, maybe some monkey bars to people like myself and, and the owner, Frank Generelli, who do Spartan Ultras, 32 miles, 70 obstacles, up and down a mountain, Wondering what the heck I'm doing here. Questioning life's choices. It's a day in the fun. Wow. As we get ready to wrap this podcast, um, there's a question I ask all my guests. And I've heard your story right up to right now and the passion you're bringing to the game. Yeah. I give you the magic wand. You can make two impact in this world. Or on you. It's your choice. You want to get a Lamborghini SUV? Boom. Go in. The only issue is you cannot request any more wishes with with those wishes two wishes your first one go what what would you do 
I would just want to see how far I can take myself physically, mentally. And that's world's toughest mutter. It's a 24-hour race. Next year, maybe death race. Three days, no sleep. I just want to take myself. I'm 48 years old now, 49, 50. I'm hanging with people half my age. I want to see how far I can take myself mentally to the limit. Your second wish. Second wish is more important. I want everybody to know that they have a super ninja inside of them and to tap in and realize their own potential <clears throat> and raise their ceiling. Escrow Podcast, Square Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. Through this entire podcast, all I've heard is outside of my comfort zone, pushing myself to the limit, finding my limit, and wanting others to find their limit. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close this podcast. Your boy's going to change into a super outfit. I'm going to try to do some of this crap Joey's been doing. We're going to go through some of this, a quick five-minute workout. And just to show you that in your own setting, whatever you're doing, you can make an impact on your life. SQR Podcast, Court Rosenberg, my boy Joey K. Thank awesome. you so much, bro. What a journey. Awesome. What a journey. Boom. Stay you. tuned. We're going to do this. One. Thanks, bro. You're awesome. Love you, kid. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> wow. Thank you.